Looking for a new source to inspire students, alumni, faculty, staff, administrators, and trustees of Jesuit works? Check out Jesuit Saints and Blesseds Spiritual Profiles, available now at jesuitsources.bc.edu. That's jesuitsources.bc.edu. Hello and welcome to Jesuitical, a podcast by the young, hip, and lay editors of America Media. That lay part means we aren't Jesuits, but we work with them. Join us each week for a smart Catholic take on faith, culture, and the news, often over drinks. I'm Ashley McKinless, and I'm joined by Zach Davis. And a blessed Holy Week and Triduum to you, Ashley. Yes, and it's finally turning to spring weather just in time for Easter, so I I am feeling very happy and hopeful. I'm feeling a little (laughs) resentful towards you because we didn't plan this, but I bumped into you at Mass on Sunday. And I felt like you were just rubbing it in my face that you know how to fold the palm into a cross. <laughs> and mine looked like a, like an, accor- an accordion yeah. than when I tried to uh-huh. make mine. And so I've been holding that in the rest of the week. But <laughs> given that we're supposed to, you know, you know, f- work on forgiveness and come up to you Easter. You could have asked me. I would have taught you how to do it. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Okay. Uh, anyway, what, what do we got for the show this week? Uh, so we do have a Holy Week themed episode this week, but it's going to be a little bit different this week. Instead of having an interview, we're going to play an episode from our friend Deacon Tucker Redding's podcast, Imagine a Guide to Jesuit Prayer. So in this episode, Tucker walks us through the scenes of Good Friday. Yeah. So if you're not able to make it to a Good Friday service or a Stations of the Cross today, this, I think, is going to be a really, really great way to mark the day. It's, it's a little bit more contemplative, right? So it is sort of introducing you to imaginative prayer. I know a lot of you love this podcast um, and have told us that. And so we wanted to put it uh, in our feed for our listeners to mark today, uh, given its importance. But before we get to that, we do have some quick Catholic news updates that we want to get to you. So an abbreviated Signs of the Times update. Um, But before all of that, we have a few words from our sponsor this week. Yes. So last week, we had the great pleasure of talking to Sister Jean, the celebrity nun of your alma mater. That's right. I love Sister Jean. She's my hero. She finally got her flowers during the 2018 Final Four run. But I feel like sisters everywhere are sort of the unsung heroes of the church, and they never get enough credit. Right. So if you want to learn more about what sisters are doing all over the world, we recommend the Global Sisters Report. It's an independent nonprofit source of news and information about Catholic sisters and the critical issues facing the people they serve. Yeah. Global Sisters Report has reported stories from all over the world and has columns written by sisters. And they have a great new series, Hope Amid Turmoil, Sisters in Conflict Areas, which is offering a look at the lives and ministries of women religious serving in dangerous places around the world. It will go throughout the year, and it's featuring stories and columns from Ukraine, Nigeria, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Nicaragua, and more. Yeah, so we recommend our listeners go over to globalsistersreport.org to check out this amazing work. And now we have Signs of the Times, the part of our show where we sift through the Catholic news of the week so you don't have to. What's our first story, Zach? Uh, Just wanted to give a quick update on Pope Francis's health condition since we talked about that last week on the podcast. Uh, Really good news. Um, The Pope is left the hospital where he was treated for bronchitis. And, you know, this is a papacy of images. And I feel like there were a number of sort of real viral moments, not like the fake uh, puffer jacket that we had last week, but there are a number of real moments that came out of his time in the hospital. 
Yeah. So on Friday, we learned uh, that the Pope had rested well through the night and the previous evening had had a little bit of a pizza party for the people on staff who were taking care of him, which I just love. And then he made a visit to the pediatric oncology ward of the hospital. So he was up and mobile and was giving his blessings to the kids being treated there. Yeah. And even baptized a baby while, who was being treated there. So that was that was really moving. Uh, and then when he was uh, discharged, he kind of had like an impromptu little press conference for journalists. And there were some some other people from the hospital there, too. Uh, one was a, a little boy who had like a broken arm or something. And the Pope was kind of like, hey, want me to sign your cast, <laughs> which I, I love because like, I don't think you keep casts after I've never had to wear one, but I don't think you keep casts after. Yeah, like, I imagine you you're Don't. healed, right? They get sweaty and stinky <laughs> yeah. and all those things. So he's just going to have to throw that away, even though know. it's got- He might keep that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully the smell isn't too bad. Yeah. Maybe that'll be one of Francis's miracles. It'll, yeah. the, it'll be of incense. <laughs> the uncorrupted cast. Yeah, the uncorrupted cast. Uh, so that was that was another delightful moment. He kind of like responded to them. They're like, oh, how are you feeling? He's like, huh, you know, still alive. Yeah. So that's nice. No, um, and I- this was such a huge relief because anytime someone of that age goes to a hospital, it, it's a serious thing. Um, and so I'm just we, – we were praying for Pope Francis, so I, but I'm sure people around the world were. And I imagine it helped sustain his health and spirits. Yeah. And the last image, the most striking one, the one I'm going to sit with, was there was a couple who had just lost the night before their five-year-old daughter. And you could just see their pain and Francis comforting both of them and, you know, just being being a pastor and there because he this sort of happened while he was like meeting with journalists there are these like really like touching and i don't know sad but beautiful images of just like uh pastoring happening that we we don't often get to see those like intimate moments with pope francis yeah so we're glad he's out um if you want to continue praying for the help of pope francis uh, our friend and colleague father james martin uh wrote a prayer for him during his time in hospitalization that we'll link to in the show notes. That's right. And uh, what's our next story, Ashley? Yeah. So this week, we are going to be talking about our favorite parts of Triduum. So Zach, why don't you start? Well, uh, I have to say there's a lot. I mean, I love this time of year so much, um, but if I have to pick, I'll just pick just a couple. Um, I love the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday. Um, I find the the washing of feet such a, a moving thing, and I'm, I'm I'm deeply saddened that that's not actually a holy day of obligation. I feel like we have so many holy days of obligation that it is kind of odd that like these three central days aren't. Um, not that I'm like trying to make Catholicism more burdensome upon people, but it's such a beautiful image, in particular like when there are you know, the priest that you see all year round, like washing people's like dirty, smelly feet as an act of service, which, you know, Jesus did. Um, by the way, this is another hot take. I really hate when people substitute like washing of the hands instead. Mm-hmm. I feel like that really, it's like, oh, well, people don't want that. It's gross. It's like, yeah, that's, but that's the whole point. That's why Jesus did it. So that's, that's a top one for me. Yeah. I um, have a tradition with my family of going to uh, the Franciscan Monastery of the Holy Land, which is really a hidden gem of Catholic DC. It's, it's a church that um, has, like very realistic replicas of the different sites in the Holy Land. Um, so you can go down. There's like a, a rock that um, looks like the place in Nazareth where he's born. And then the church looks like the Holy Sepulchre inside. Um, so I, I go to a Good Friday service there. Um, and it's just such a beautiful liturgy. But the part I like about it is that, you know, Good Friday 
is and should be a very solemn day. But then you you walk, walk out of this very solemn liturgy and you're like in these beautiful gardens that like mm -hmm. remind you that this is not the end of the story um, and that, you know, Easter is just around the corner. Now, question for you. Are you an Easter vigil goer? I have only been to two Easter vigils, I think, in my entire life. Well, I guess um, that's because I'm a better Catholic. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> no, yeah. I, when was the last time you went? Like like more than five years ago? No, it actually was one or two years ago. I, I actually went to the one at St. Patrick's Cathedral, which mm. I feel like is cheating because Cardinal Dolan keeps that one like almost close to two hours. <laughs> like uh. He is efficient, <laughs> does all the abbreviated prayers and readings. Um, but it was beautiful. And then I did go to one when I was in college. Um, but no, my family has always been a uh, Easter morning family. Uh, my my mom does not like to stay up past 10 p.m. <laughs> no, and I know a lot of people who are also like this. And I, and I, I, I don't get to go every year, but I try to mix one in every like yeah. three years at least because it is like such a beautiful liturgy. Um, we've got a colleague, uh, Carrie Weber, who wrote a piece last year called The Easter Vigil is the Longest Liturgy of the Year, and it is so, so worth your time. And we'll link to that, but I can't I can't agree with that more because um, if the only, if you're only like, the only thing you know about it going in is that there, it's super long, then yeah, you might not be looking forward to it all that much. Yeah. On the other hand, it starts with fire yeah. outside, <laughs> which is pretty cool. There's a bonfire and everybody comes in and it's dark and the lights come on. There's so much like uh, symbolism involved. And also people are coming into the church that time. So if you are someone that like gets down in the dumps about how many people are leaving the church, then you need to go to this as like a shot in the arm to remind you that people are still actively choosing to become Catholic in this day and age, which is, I think, a sign of great hope. Yeah. So we'll link to Carrie's column as well as some other Triduum content that we have at americamagazine.org. And then we're going to have a quick break and then you can stick around and get ready to enter into imaginative prayer with our friend Tucker Redding on the Imagine podcast. Are you a person in your 20s or 30s who is looking to deepen your faith, grow as a leader, explore your vocation, all while being a part of a welcoming, inclusive community of your peers? You might consider becoming a Contemplative Leader in Action, or CLA. This is an Ignatian Leadership Program for Young Adults sponsored by the Office of Ignatian Spirituality and Ignatian Young Adult Ministries. Ignatian leadership invites us to act in a way that reflects our beliefs, affirms our purpose, and promotes justice. CLA is an 18-month program with cohorts that gather twice per month to explore themes like relational leadership, leading in complexity, and accountable leadership. The experience begins and ends with a retreat with days of reflection along the way. New cohorts are forming now. Be a contemplative leader in action. Apply today at contemplativeleaders.org. The application deadline is May 1st, 2023. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breathe deeply. In. And out. In. 
and out. Continue a few more deep breaths in and out. With each exhale, feel your muscles relax. Release any worries or anxieties that you might have in this moment. Feel the presence of God around you and invite the Holy Spirit to join you in this time of prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us and guide us in our prayer. Help us to shut out all distractions and to see what you want us to see. Help us to trust in your guidance and to feel your presence. St. Ignatius encourages us to ask for a grace that we hope to receive in our prayer. Today we ask for the grace to feel deep sorrow with Jesus in sorrow, anguish with Jesus in anguish, and to realize that Jesus does all of this for our sake. It's morning. Jesus has been arrested and will face trial with Pontius Pilate, the governor. Take a moment to imagine a large outdoor gathering space filled with people. Walk up to this space at the back of the crowd. You see Jesus and Pilate in a space in front of the crowd. Make your way through the crowd so that you can see them. As you move closer to Jesus, you can see him more clearly. He is bound, facing Pilate and the crowd. What does he look like? 
since you last saw him at the Last Supper. He has been betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter, and abandoned by most of his disciples. Take a moment to imagine how he's feeling. Pilate questions Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answers, You say so. Listen to his voice as he says this. Members of the crowd yell accusations and insults at him. Pilate says, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? Jesus remains silent. On this occasion, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. At that time, there was a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Pilate says to the crowd, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus called Messiah? Listen to the crowd around you as they yell, Barabbas. Pilate says, Then what shall I do with Jesus, called Messiah? The crowd yells, Crucify him. And they continue to yell. Listen and look around the crowd. Pilate hands Jesus over to a group of Roman soldiers, and they take him away. Follow them. A crowd follows with you.
the soldiers strip Jesus of his clothes and they put a scarlet cloak around him. One of them brings out a crown woven out of thorns. What does it look like? They place the crown of thorns on his head. And another puts a reed in his hand. The soldiers mock him, kneeling before him and saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spit on him and continued to mock him. One of the soldiers takes the reed from Jesus' hand and hits him on the head with it. They bring over a cross for Jesus to carry. Look at the cross. How big is it? Watch as Jesus picks up the cross. How heavy does it look? Jesus begins to walk with his cross. He begins to stumble under the weight of the cross. Jesus falls to the ground. His mother, Mary, breaks through the crowd and runs to her son. What does she look like?
watch as Mary goes up to Jesus. How do they interact with one another? One of the soldiers takes a man out of the crowd. His name is Simon. They force him to help Jesus carry the cross. Jesus and Simon pick up the cross and move forward. Follow them. They reach the place called Golgotha, a hill just outside of Jerusalem. Take a moment to imagine this place. Jesus is taken by the soldiers and nailed to the cross. They raise up Jesus on the cross. With him, there are two others who are crucified, one on either side of him. You see Mary at the foot of the cross. Go to her. Is there anyone else at the foot of the cross? Who do you see?
look up at Jesus. Stay here in this moment, waiting with Jesus and Mary. Jesus' breathing becomes labored. And he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus takes a few more breaths. Then one last breath. Jesus is taken off the cross and placed in the arms of Mary, his mother. Look at his broken body. watch as Mary mourns her son. A cloth is placed over Jesus, and his body is taken away to be placed in a tomb. The crowd disperses. Everyone is gone, except you and Mary. Stay here with her. Do you have anything to say to her?
does she say anything to you? Spend the next few moments with her. Sometime after your contemplative experience, I encourage you to pray with the things that stood out in your prayer. What struck you the most? What challenged you? Where did you sense God the most in your prayer? Next time on Imagine, we'll sit outside the tomb of Jesus. Thank you for praying with us. Jesuitical is produced by Sebastian Gomes with production assistance from Kevin Jackson and Cristobal Spielman. Our sound engineer is Kevin Christopher Robles. Faith Formation, provided by Father Eric Sundrup. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesuitical Show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Jesuitical. Please subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave us a review. Jesuitical is recorded in the William J. Shirt studio at America Media in New York City. For America Media, I'm Ashley McKinless with Zach Davis. We'll see you next week.